0: Or, you can find these in the Peel Bible on page 1039 and in your bulletin. Hear the words of God. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father... For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. This is the word of the Lord. What is the most vivid memory of your father? My parents were divorced and lived in different cities. Sharing time with my father was not so common, but I remember very clearly when I was about five years old, a simple ride car when I sat on his lap, and he drove and let me hold the steering wheel with him. Simple thing. isn't it interesting that the most intense memories often take us back to our early childhood. And are mostly related to shared experiences as a kid and dad? I believe it is because at this stage of life we have a greater dependence on our parents. And their care is perceived with greater clarity. For some people, however, Father's Day is synonymous with absence and sadness. Given this... How can this Father's Day be a moment of celebration for everyone? Celebration, yes, for those who still have their parents. Celebration, yes, for those who have wonderful memories. And then also celebration for those who suffer from the fatherly presence that never existed. The answer lies in the altar of fatherhood. And the essence of what it actually means, we will celebrate today the gracious love of our Heavenly Father, though one of the best known texts in the Bible. This parable is more known as the parable of the prodigal son. Some scholars call it the parable of the two sons, but it's perfect description Should be the gracious love of the Father. The Father is the main character of the parable. It is no accident that it is a part of a series of three parables known as the parable of the lost lamb, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son. The key to all the three parables is offered to us in the first two verses in the chapter which provide the essential context. If you observe verses 1 and 2, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, These men receive sinners and eat with them. Then follow these three parables, obviously, for the purpose of dealing with this specific situation and answering the objection, objections of the scribes and Pharisees. And as if wishing to add a special emphasis, our Lord presents a certain moral or conclusion at the close of each parable. This main element, of course, is that there is hope for everyone that the love of God reaches, even publicans and sinners. The glorious truth which shines forth in the parable of the prodigal son is the wonderful love of God, its scope and its extent. And this is done especially in contrast to the ideas of the Pharisees and scribes. But when we look back to, back to the text in chapter 15, we observe that these young men made a startling request. Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. The scribes and Pharisees listening to this story would have been surprised and shocked by his brazen demand. This was an outrageous, unheard of request. For a son to make to his father, it was disrespectful, sorry, disrespectful and expressed an extreme lack of love and gratitude to, to those, to the one who had provided everything to him. For a son to say such a thing for a father, it was the same of saying that he wanted his father dead. He traveled to a distant country meaning a Gentile region, and he wanted to see beyond the range of all accountability, far away from his father and the villagers who scorned him for his disgraceful behavior. His action symbolizes the foolishness of sinner trying to flee from God, to whom he does not to be accountable. As he had planned after arriving at his destination, the younger son squandered his estate with loose living. Since pleasure are fleeting. However, when the last of his money was gone, the party was over. His friends, who had gladly partied with him, had no more use for him once he had spent everything and this is the reality of friendship in the world. As a great famine came into the, that country, the youngest son began to be impoverished or to be in need. He was sent into fields to feed pigs. For a Jewish man to herd pigs in a Gentile country... Was one of the most degrading jobs imaginable. These were probably carrot pods, which are virtually inedible for humans. The youngest son's behavior exemplifies the sinner's wretched desires, and his bread command graphically illustrates the sinner's desperate plea. To sin against God is to rebel against His fatherhood disdain his honor, and disrespect him, spun his love and reject his will. They deny him and refuse to love him. As a result, they find themselves spiritually bankrupt, empty, destitute, with no one to help, nowhere to turn, and facing eternal death. This is the picture of every single person Who do not serve, who does not serve God through Jesus Christ. In the depths of his hopelessness and despair, this younger son facing starvation came to his senses and remembered his rich and generous father. He said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? But I am dying here with hunger. He reminded himself. With that in mind, he rehearsed a brief confession to offer when he arrived home. Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. The younger son's actions pictures the kind of repentance that can lead to salvation. He came to his senses and realized that his situation was desperate. He remembered his father's goodness, compassion, generosity, and mercy and trusted them. This is the only path any single person can taste the real love of God through real repentance and running to God through Jesus Christ. I believe that all of us who have children, at some point, feel frustrated or even angry with their ingratitude. But a correct look at these moments can only occur when we realize that we are are not as grateful to our Heavenly Father as we should be. This is the reality in every single stage of life. But when we observe the main character of this parable, after squandering his wealth, the younger son had one option. He got up and went to his father. The reception he received was beyond his imagination. It shocked and stunned those legalists to whom the story was directed. Before the son entered the village, Jesus said his father saw him, indicating that he had been watching, waiting, suffering silently, hoping that one day his shameful son would return. Why did this happen? The son who left home was a fool, and the son who returned was a humble and wiser man. Happy, gladly the, Lord, the the Father welcomed the Son. The scribes and Pharisees would have expected that if the Son did return to the Father to maintain his own honor, the Father would initially refuse to see him. But the Father, on seeing his Son, felt compassion for him and reigned and embraced him, and kissed him. The story conveys that the father took the son's shame upon himself and immediately reconciled him to the full honor of sonship. The shameful humbly is seen in his eagerness to reach him because he ran to meet his son. Middle Eastern noble men do not run. Even more shocking was what he did when he reached the prodigal. He embraced him and kissed him. The gesture of acceptance, love, forgiveness, and reconciliation would have further chalked the scribes and Pharisees. Here, in this father, the Lord Jesus presents himself, the one who left the glory of heaven came to the earth and bore the shame and humility to embrace sinners who come to him in faith and give them complete forgiveness and reconciliation. The son's stunning reception by the horribly offended father took place solely by the grace of the father. Apart from any works of the boy's part, when he finally could speak and make his rehearsed speech. Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He left out the last crucial phrase, make me as one of your hired men. Why? Because there was no need to work to earn restoration and reconciliation. His father had received him back as a son. This is grace and real forgiveness. The son's reception is a true illustration of believers who come in by repentance and faith directed toward God, pleading for his grace and forgiveness apart from works and receiving full sonship. The father visible evidence, the father gave visible evidence of his reconciliation with his son by saying to the household slaves who followed him, bring out the bath robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. The robe belonged to the patriarch. It was worn only on special occasions. The ring was a father's signet ring and was used to stamp the wax seal on documents to authenticate them. And finally, sandals were not usually worn by slaves. What a grace and love and mercy from a father. In the same way, the grace of God was displayed in our lives on the day we confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, no matter how terrible our past was, the blood of Christ washed our sins away. Thanks be to God. As Today is Father's Day. Let us remember that the same grace of God must be the foundation of our relationship with our natural children. They will make mistakes. But let us allow the grace of God to work Through our lives by showing them grace and reconciliation. How often do we show grace, undeserved love, to our kids when they make mistakes? Is that common in our relationships? Should be. But we find the great joy of of the father when he said, And bring the and calf and kill it. And... Let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead, and he is alive again. He was lost, and he is found. And they began to celebrate. Overjoyed at his son's return, the father ordered his servants to prepare an extravagant party, celebration, dwarfing those of the shepherds who found the lost sheep in verse 6 of this chapter, and the woman who found her lost coin in verse 9. The feathered calf was reserved for events of utmost significance, such as the wedding of the firstborn or a celebration for a special guest. But the reason for the celebration is well stated. His son was dead and come to life again, was lost and has been found. This body, beloveds, in reality, honored not the one found, but the finder who sought his son and gave him full reconciliation through his merciful forgiveness and gracious love. Have you ever tasted this experience? Have you ever felt the deep and real joy of being reconciled with the Father through Jesus Christ? This should be a reality for every single Christian. I clearly remember that evening back in 1995 when I ran to the Father and His supernatural joy and fellowship embraced the heart Of a fatherless 15-year-old boy. What a joy I felt. Nothing in this world could compare with that joy of that day. The supernatural joy should not be restricted to our past experience of conversion. should be there. But our Lord Jesus, while he was living on earth... Model to us a perfect life of joyful joyful fellowship with our Heavenly Father. As it is described in the Father's declaration at the Transfiguration Mountain. This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Let us not allow the ears to rob from us the deep joy of the fellowship with the Father. Let me ask to you, when was the last time you cried out of joy for your fellowship with the Father? The spiritual and supernatural joy is a reality for all of us or we just honor the Father as a distant person with respect, but we do not feel any special contentment in His presence, we should reflect because in this parable, this is clear, and this should be a reality for every single person who really got to come, got to know Jesus. At the beginning of this message, I mention the good memories we have with our earthly fathers and how some struggle and suffer from the lack of those precious memories. Maybe as a result of a catastrophe that take from you your loving father even before you, you were old enough to remember him or just as the consequence of an insensitive father who abandoned you. But the great comfort and celebration is found today. Our Heavenly Father will never abandon us. No matter what happened, no matter how long you will live, many of you miss the wonderful moments you had with your daddy. But most of the people, or almost everyone, depending of the stage of life, just pass away. But our loving Heavenly Father is with us every single day, as King David well states, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. But we, many times, are far away from the Lord. As the older son in the parable who didn't leave the father's house, but his heart was distant and his relationship with the father was cold. It's possible to be in the church and never leave the church and stay in the church every single Sunday. And our relationship with the father get cold and we have no love and affection. We should repent. This is what the nation of Israel did many times. But the Lord expressed his fatherly love as we saw in our first reading and called them back by saying, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquities. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is calling all of us to rejoice in His holy presence today for everything that He has done in our lives. If you never taste the supernatural joy of the reconciliation, even you who were raised in the church, today is an opportunity to repent. Today is an opportunity to have Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not just in your lips. On your lips. But to taste a real reconciliation. And to feel clearly in, in the reality. In reality. The love of the Father. The Father is calling you. To experience this. And as He changed my life. 27 years ago. And made me the happiest son in the world. The boy who was before lonely, he has a supernatural joy to your heart today. Ask this to him, if you are far away, come back to the Lord's, uh, to the Lord's presence. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father. We are grateful for our families. We don't have words to express our gratitude to our children. And as our pastor said, yes, it is a privilege. But in this morning, we want to worship you to be the best father, the gracious father, and to give us the opportunity to rejoice in your presence The all-powerful, the almighty God. And Lord, we confess that we are not good children as we should be. We confess that many times we are distant. We confess that many times we are doing things for you, but with not a joyful heart. Forgive us, Lord. And give us the real and supernatural joy of Your presence. We we don't want to serve You, Lord, just in a religious basis, fulfilling religion's obligations. But we want a real relationship with You, Lord. And those who are here who never tasted Your love in reality. Go to their hearts now, Holy Spirit, and bring repentance and give them, Lord, the courage to come forward and confess their sins as the lost son did. And may them feel your embrace, your grace, your love, your mercy, Holy Spirit, move among us and bring salvation, real conversion. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, grace, and mercy to accept sinners like us. This we pray in the beloved name of Jesus. Amen. we're going to call you forward too.